this is a special extra to Podcast 13 with Paul Hawken. In it, he refers to almost wanting to read us a passage he once wrote. After our conversation, we kept recording while he gathered the book and read. I'm Anthony James, and this is Paul Hawken. I just read the whole thing, and then you can just edit, because actually the turning point in my life was, an, an, I was talking about my childhood, you know. I was fortunate that my early childhood was so miserable, because I didn't trust the adult world. I found my allies in the weeds and sloughs, the slithery snakes, the smelt and fry in the irrigation ditches. I bottled polywogs in canning jars with perforated lids and watched their legs grow and put them back in the creeks. I put wriggling horn toads in my pocket because I knew without doubt they were dinosaurs. The turning point in my life was a northern mockingbird. I was eight or nine and I would lay in bed at night struggling to breathe and not wake up my siblings. And I would listen to the mockingbird. It was the happiest, craziest being in my world. It sang all night without a break. My grandfather would curse it in the morning, but I prayed to it at night. It must have had 30 different sounds and maybe 100 different songs the combinations of those sounds. It imitated a woodpecker, a cricket, a cat, a crow. It mimicked jays, red wings, orchard orioles, goldfinches, whistling humans. And just to tweak my grandfather, it could sound exactly like his old, unoiled and squeaky weather vane on the roof. And all the while, it danced, hopped, jumped, crooned, and pumped its head, like it was saying, I'm having the best time in the world. I don't know what's wrong with the rest of you guys. I'm eating two times my weight every day in ants and wasps and grasshoppers just so I can sing, and I actually don't care if anybody's listening. There was my totem. I knew that there was something else than the institutionalized, alcohol-smelling, antiseptic hospital world of sickness, that there was something out there that was sweet, wild, and wonderful. From being outside, I learned this. No matter what you do to a creature, plant, forest, meadow, ocean, reef, or wetland, whether you scrape it, cut it, burn it, poison it, or strip it, within a nanosecond of destruction, all of life does one thing. It starts to regenerate without exception. We see wildness outside, but not in ourselves. If we say wild, we think crazy or uncontrolled, but we are wild. I mean wild as original, innate, authentic, instinctive, deep-rooted, sanguine, and fearless. The overwhelming array of industrial forces lined up against the living world, the pipelines, the mines, the pesticides, the pharmaceuticals, emissions, the trawlers, the foxcons, the banks, favor uniformity, sameness, repetition, control, hierarchy, force, violence, oppression. That is not wild. It is death. Wild is exquisite. Wild is a life that is about benefiting all beings, because that is what life does. In Janine Benyus' famous words, life creates the conditions that are conducive to life. Wild is not crazy. Crazy is double-glazing the planet with a carboniferous era and killing the oceans with carbonic acid. Crazy is sterilizing our soils and then genetically manipulating our seeds to fix our stupidity. Crazy is drone attacks on children, women in Afghanistan and Pakistan. This is not wild, it's psychotic. Psychosis is a severe mental disorder where thought and feelings are so impaired they have no relationship to external reality. Wild is the opposite. It is when our thoughts, feelings, and actions are exquisitely sensitive to our relationship to the living world. Wild is why we dance, write, sing, protest, do permaculture, and become slam poets. It is the feeling of our feet as the earth, our eyes and smiles as heaven, our hearts like headwaters, our breathy air. 
not just citizens, but denizens.